You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. Tonight we're hitting Walking Dead. Uh, this is the third episode, uh, season seven. This one was called what? The Cell. Very creative because, you know, we're coming off the well. And uh, <laughs> rated about the same here. Two word titles here, you know? <laughs> They're rhyming. Once they got one thing right. Yeah. Easy Street. So I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Before, let's get the credentials out of the way. Who was the director, writer? Ulrich Riley was the uh, director. Let's go ahead and fire him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pink slip. Here we are. And who is the right? Um, I mean, it's also credited Frank Darabont, Dwight's boyfriend, yeah. whoever <laughs> thought, just thought he needed an episode. So if you're if you're a steady listener, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now, this is probably gonna be non-fun to listen to. This was a dog shit episode i'm just putting it out there i don't use a cuss much but i'm telling you i was just mad i mean i'm totally wrong i'm a love daryl kind of guy i think he's a great character blah, blah, blah. i'm sorry but this was a not a daryl carry episode this was a dwight carry episode which was a horrific idea and i've just got problems all throughout not only that i was bored to tears and the 37 commercial breaks we had when the five five minutes of footage we got of actual walking dead that was also a blistering to the eyes i mean thank god for dvr because if i had to watch this thing live with all these commercials i did i wouldn't have yeah i watched this live and it's the fucking worst episode i've seen in a long time it's awful i was bored bored like real bored yeah like on your phone board or no joke Piddling on my phone. Oh, I'm sorry. And you know, you know me. I'm like one of the biggest Walking Dead fans. I mean, my wife and I were looking at each other, going, "Really, really?" I mean, they brought nothing to the table on this episode. I'm not, I guess we're all supposed to be feeling for Daryl, you know, in the whole situation. But realistically, he had two lines in this entire episode. Uh, my name is Daryl, and then the rest of it is, "Well, I know why you do it, but I know why I can't do it." I mean, that's it. Think about the rest of the show. I mean, he just looks at you with a the same grungy, dirty, non-showered face that he's had for you know the last seven years, <laughs> and uh, still has a bath. Yeah, and so I'm just kind of, God, it, man, I struggled, and I hated I struggled through this episode. Now I was just hoping, you know, I was worried last week. Cash and I talked about this that we were going to get a full-on Daryl episode, and I knew it wouldn't fly. I mean, your expectations were about. Knee high to a bullfrog. Ugh, terrible. Which is super bad. Yeah. Because high expectations coming off the first episode, mega disappointment. Terrible expectations coming off the second episode, still mega disappointment. <laughs> I mean, that just tells you how bad this episode was to me. Oh. I was hoping that we were going to get some of the inner workings, at least, of the sanctuary. Like, that was the only silver lining I was looking for because I didn't think this would be able to carry with Daryl alone, but definitely not with Dwight. So, man, I feel like we did get a little bit of the inner workings, nothing... Not enough. But, Not even okay. close. Okay, this is one of my main problems with the episode. Hit us. The explanations are not there for some of these things. No. All right. Oh, not for anything. What's the walkers on the fence for? What's the walkers... Why do the guys have to, like, drag them through labyrinth of walkers yeah. with a bucket on their head? Why do they have clothing them? with... Well, with the bucket so they don't get bit. That's about yeah, the only well, I know thing. what the bucket's for. Yeah, but I get they that. have to walk... And strap other walkers out of the way with that could easily bite them. So let's put the bucket on the one we're toting around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I had the bucket. That was it. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, yeah. Hang on, uh, that's not all, though. Oh, I, mean, I know. There's a, yeah, there's a just, lot. Why are they wearing the clothes with their letters on? Why are they doing this? I mean, I can go with you. Right. Okay, the montage of 
Dwight making his sandwich or finding the ingredients for a sandwich. Were those other locations that they were collecting? Or was that at the sanctuary? I think it was at the sanctuary. Yeah, I think it was different. I think they grow their own stuff there too. Which is ridiculous. So were these people hoarding? Yeah. Negan said he never wanted to grow or work for any of his food. So the fact that someone is growing the world's greatest looking tomato I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And uh, how about the, how about that how about that bread they're cooking? Oh, uh, serious uh, business. I mean just I mean, come on. Well look, I mean we all know that if one thing's gonna survive is a zombie apocalypse, it's that oyster that both of you have as wedding gifts. So I mean bread, I, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> oyster is probably making the zombie apocalypse. I'm just saying I think I actually think it was separate locations. Only reason I say that is because we get the once again the strange scene where it's not explained. He's over there in the middle, of like this, like cafeteria spot. This guy gets super pissed off, tears his shirt off, throws it at the guy, and then he gets his ass kicked. Like, I guess you want the shirt off my back, you know, type of thing, you know, which I thought was maybe symbolic. No, I mean, he just it looked gets like the camp stomped and. Yeah, I don't know if that's a sanctuary guy or that. Like I said, that's another location that, that I feel like it was a sanctuary guy. Just nobody. I think they right. were the sanctuary for all of this. I think the sanctuary compound is extensive. Uh, I'd like to know what it is. I mean, well, it's filmed in the same exact location as the prison. They just rebuilt the prison. Okay, but to just you don't get you don't understand what it is. It it feels like where you see Daryl and Negan and stuff like it's like a college dorm or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. With the staircases are kind of intertwined like that, and then there's living spaces, just concrete block. You know what I mean? I know. I mean, even think about the place that Daryl was at. I mean, that tiny little room, and with a, a deadbolt door. You know what I mean? A steel yeah. deadbolt door. It's a broom closet. And a broom closet. So I mean, well, like, and, and and a picture of your loved one. So I mean, <laughs> you know, three quarters of your loved one. No. Yeah. <laughs> You're being gracious with three quarters. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You know, so uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I mean, is this an asylum? Maybe because you're right, it is a steel door. Yeah, I mean, it's straight up. I mean, they're and then like his quarters. I mean, they look very like seventies, eighties. You know, mental hospital. You know, I mean, not mental hospital. You know, something to that effect. You know, or like a, industrial. No, I, I could see like an asylum of some kind, and that's like the live-in doctor quarters or something right. like that. You know what I mean? All right, but but I mean, I do want to jump back to the egg sandwich. I'm sorry, there, Zach, but who pops the yolk before they make the egg sandwich? What kind of monster does this? <laughs> the only the savagery, the only enjoyment of eating an egg sandwich is getting that first bite in yolk busting everywhere. Let's just go ahead and be honest with ourselves. Let's think about the combination here. We have egg, lettuce, mustard, three-year-old mustard. Okay, let's be, be perspective. Okay, I mean it's right up there with sliced the pickles, tomato on homemade bread. Disgusting. <laughs> I'm talking I mean, about. I might be Daryl. All I feel like is that's a rush to the toilet. Not long after, <laughs> I, I feel like Daryl might be witted with the dog food sandwich. <laughs> you know what? Uh, give me that pedigree. Oh, straight to get mode. Hot meat sandwich. <laughs> yeah, big Bob. Uh, yeah, big Bob. Hot meat sandwich. Oh gosh. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, this was just brutal to watch. You almost have to laugh in order to not. You know, take a piss on I it. will tell you that you know the what they did to make him try to go crazy 
I was going crazy listening to it. Okay, that's the problem. The audience shouldn't be so pissed off about it. I don't know. I was rocking out to the song, man. I was I was jumping up no. and down. I, <laughs> talk- no. I will slap you over there. That gross. Man, I mean, I will pop it some, was I'll awful. Pop some champagne. We'll have a good time. Not even that. The you know the reruns of the shows and. Uh, well, I mean that's why uh, everyone's going crazy having to watch who's the boss. Like, <laughs> 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 <Okay>. <laughs> anytime you just streaming or binging Dan- Danza. That was the single redeeming thing to me, honestly. Was the kind of don't take yourself too seriously, jokey. Make this an '80s sitcom intro, yeah, which is what it was. It really was. And they, you know, just put it up against who's the boss. But I was like, hey, you know what? This is new. This is a cool way of doing this. Fine. I had a little tiny hope. But I mean, I, but you know, I I did like the. It was like them looking for something to symbolize what life used to be like. You know what I mean? Like that was a, a visual of life before the crap hits the fan. Oh, that's you know? a visual of life before the nineties. <laughs> hey, look, I do believe my mindset. If I was in a world of crap like they are, that seeing something like that was probably something that would be get your mind off of where you are in life. I mean, true, but I feel like it was just another thing that was missed. Like this episode was just missed opportunities because if that was the Fonz on the screen, I think that's a home run. <laughs> okay, now you're bleeding me. Okay, oh no, <laughs> if that's the Fonz and Negan walks like let me like, tell you from there. Let me tell you the main mistake with this whole thing. That it was filmed? This <laughs> this show takes place in what year, do we think? Oh, I, I believe it. I think we're at least two years. Because I know we've gone through at least one or two winters. Guaranteed. No, no, no. No, no. no it's what like what year did year? it start? Okay. What do we think? 2016? No. No, I mean like 2010. No. Yeah, I'm thinking I mean, either when it, way. When it aired, five, I think ten years ago. We are in the era of flat screen televisions. DVDs, of course, and DVD players. I mean, I think we're past DVDs and DVD players. This dog shit television with these dog shit VHS tapes is the best they could do. They have electricity, obviously. They couldn't go get a nice 60-inch flat screen and some DVDs and a DVD player? Touche. Touche. Because we've had flat screens for 10 years. (laughs) It's total garbage, dude. You cannot tell me they're going to live like cave people. I mean, this is stupid. <laughs> You're right. I, mean, I would almost rather watch Hey, man, I got nothing. Screen. You're absolutely right. I never Dude, put that, that together. That is so hard. right. And they did that just to add some like ambiance to it. And I'm like, this is bullshit right here. Total bullshit. <laughs> yes. He could have a laptop open right now. And I'd be like, all right, that's not bad. Not bad. Yeah. But I get this 80-pound television. That- fat back. <laughs> TV. So, this is like this is like somebody popping a computer up, a big white monitor that had DOS on it. I mean, it's just that bad. Well, now I'm thinking, like, <laughs> who was running around with a bubble screen TV during the apocalypse? Like, I gotta save it. <laughs> <laughs> Prize possession, 80 pounds. No, you, you said it exactly right earlier. They use the prison, so all they did was take that prison TV that rolls around the cart that they let the inmates watch, just rolled it right into Dwight's room. Like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. And don't worry about Everybody remembers doing this with the VHS. Remember the, uh, what was it? The, the tracking. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck tracking. Let's just watch it in a damn <laughs> <Yeah>. silly mirror. <laughs> this is stupid, man. I know it, man. Oh, man. I know it. I know it. I'm, I'm with you, man. How ma- This place is huge. How they they span a whole county, it seems like, Negan's group is. Dude, there's a trillion DVDs laying out there. <laughs> A trillion TVs. I mean, come on. You can put it together. Uh, it's unacceptable. I'm with you. I am totally with and you. I mean, they're still in, I mean, Alexandria has houses with all the TVs and stuff. You're telling me 
that they haven't asked for DVDs and stuff from other places. Uh, we're, we're done barbecuing the TV. We got to move on, man. We've been barbecuing the TV scene for the last ten minutes. Okay. Yeah, it just becomes more implausible the more we talk about it. All right. So, we, all right. Let's recap. Uh, we've talked about our sandwiches. We talked about TVs. We talked about the eighty sitcom intro. All right. We got all that taken care of. All right. So basically, we have three characters this episode. We have Daryl, Dwight, and Negan. Now we do meet Dwight's. You know, girl's wife, whatever like that. Well, I mean, we've met her. We've, we've met. We've we, we got more about her this time. You know, uh, you know that's where your three deals and whoever was it, Fat Joe or that guy? I can't remember. Fat Joey, I think. But so I mean, he's a crucial character. How long until he dies because he's carrying Rick's? He got a name. That means he's gonna get the X. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's got Rick's gun. So I mean, that, that's two no no. Oh, does he have the Colt Python? Oh yeah. Oh, that's unacceptable. The yeah. anaconda <laughs> must come back no. to Rick. <laughs> he's going down. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like within two episodes, Fat uh, Joey's done. Lord yeah. knows he needs the exercise. Let's see. They have a lot of stuff they got to claim. Dwight got to tear the vest right off his back. Yes. And then you got to p- chop the python right out of Fat Joe's hand. <laughs> yep. So that's untouchable. Right, what have we learned from this episode? That, my biggest thing is, is that, like you said, we got nothing. No answers. Well, we have more questions. We, I mean, other than we see where Negan... Is, are we going to assume that's where Negan sleeps and that's his... I think that's his room. Yeah. Which was which was mildly disappointing. You know. Yeah. Not even as cool as the governor's room. Yeah, I mean I was really kind of disappointed to that. And it, evidently it's right down the hallway from Daryl's broom closet. And you know, I just so I'm assuming know. he has to listen to that music all day. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's listening to some other music. All right, music so that the he's saviors making. have a doctor, you know, still wearing white coat fella, you know. Dang and Negan. we see a pregnancy test, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are we supposed to assume here? This is Negan trying to have children, or you know, this oh. is Dwight's ex-wife. You know, I don't know. Super man. hot ex-wife. Yeah, example. Another question. I mean, I'm like trying to figure out where is this going. You know. Um, I mean, I, I'm gathering that's what it is. Is that you know, hey, but I mean, he, surely he doesn't want a baby. You would think. It doesn't really fit Negan, in my opinion, because I mean he's talking about resources and gathering. A baby's just not. Yeah, he's be. not. He's not in love. He's just a, marrying a super hot woman. You know what I mean? And yeah. the, another thing, he was engaged to the girl who was a diabetic that died. Yeah, that's that's who he picked. That. Yeah, she was not hot at look, all. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to down somebody because of beauty, but they made her look pretty rough. And that's who his fiance was compared to Dwight's smoking hot wife, as he puts it, and so on. That right there is different than what the comic book portrays. In the in the comic book, he just takes who he wants and has multiple wives. And yes, they're all the most gorgeous ones they are. And so this is a divergence from that. The fact that he cares about consent is weird, in a way. Yeah, like, that doesn't really fit. This is the same guy who may, people have to kneel when he walks by. Okay. I hate that. I hate it too. I mean, it's bad enough we got the kingdom over there and King Ezekiel. And now we got folks kneeling every time we see somebody else. This right here is That's another. Cheese ball. It really is cheese ball. I don't like that at all. I don't. I gotta be honest. I would prefer them to say no eye contact. You know, like you have to put your head down and no eye contact or something like that. Just taking a knee. Give me. A, I mean, come on. Yeah, I just don't see everybody being so cowed. You know what I mean? It's and one it, guy. Yeah. And I didn't think. That the writing for Negan was near as strong this episode as Me it was too. the first episode. Me too, man. But I, I thought the way he used tones and everything really enhanced it. 
the tone is always good. He always has a good way of pausing, raising his voice, lowering his voice. Yeah, no, that's just Jerry it's just the He's word. just really good. Yeah. yeah. He's able to take something that I didn't think was that good and make it decent, but compared to the first episode, I mean, this is not even close to on par. No, this is night and day. I thought I thought he was way more subdued. I mean, we broke. I'm a, I guess we broke the shit meter in the first episode because I don't think he said a single cuss word. Now we went back to are we pissing our pants yet? Yeah. Which I, no, because as you were saying earlier, we had fifteen thousand commercials. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like I never felt any. Anxiety. No, like, at no point did that's I think the whole Darryl deal. Was dead. Like another thing, did anybody think that Daryl was going to take a bat or be killed this episode? No. Did anybody think Daryl was going to cripple and cower in no. the situation? No. That's the whole deal. Is that when you've created basically almost an untouchable character, there was no difference in this episode in Rick being in that cage, or no difference in them being Carl or something. I mean, there's just no difference there. You know, if you're going to go put somebody in this situation. Put somebody in there that you can believe that there's actually stakes, a stake of loss. You know what? Like when you sit there and that person says, what's your name? And you say, Daryl, this is when you're like, okay, you're going to end up on the wall. And guess what? Sasha, you're on the wall or somebody else is on the wall. It's an expendable character that they don't make this bulletproof. And then that right there is holy crap. Negan, you know, that's a good episode. But they still wouldn't do it in a single episode arc. I mean, I, I still feel like, back to the name thing, I feel like that was a completely dropped ball. Daryl could have really had a lot of fun with that. I mean, we had Carl Papa. We had, I'm Rick. <laughs> uh, Rick James. I mean, I'm really. Slap. <laughs> you know, I mean, really anything besides Daryl. Or Easy Street, you know. Uh, oh, God, we've broken him too far. Bring yeah. it back. Bring him back, yeah. <laughs> I just, Tony Danza. Yeah. But, I mean, really anything besides Daryl would have been an upgrade over that. Yeah. Uh, there's just too much of the, like, focused in on Daryl's face in the cell. And all you see is hair with one eye glazing through it. Pregnant pauses for every little thing before Daryl says his few words of the episode. Yeah, I mean, we can count ten or less. Yeah. People just don't talk like this conversations happen they're fluid and they just go and they go and they go there's all this like drama just injected in between words and stuff and it's just mm. like oh you're boring me to tears <laughs> and I mean, it's like the dwight and negan conversation we cool yeah well yeah the really? fact that he's able to say that entire story with dwight as he's telling to daryl i'm just like how do you have zero emotion dwight like <laughs> i yeah. mean broken that is just yeah. insane. Like, show some anger or anything. Nutless. Hollow crotch. Well, I mean, call that. <laughs> Eugene took care of that. Yeah. But, I mean, did Eugene, did the bite do all that? Or did Negan do something to Dwight? Oh, man. Like, because he said, did I mess you up too bad or something? Like, oh, man, I don't look, know. his his mentality and his junk is flaccid. The bottom line is <laughs> it's just the way it is, man. Well, I mean, I didn't know if that was just from Eugene's amazing bite. Like, we know he's just that good of a biter or Whatever. something else happened to him. All right, I'm going to go with something serious. You notice that I'm guessing a guy died. He had a number 39 over his makeshift room in this large area. That's where they went and got that mustard. What are we to gather from that situation? You know, that everybody's assigned a number. Because like we said, the people who were moving like walkers onto the wall, you know, or they're behind this fence and, you know, attaching them to things. They had either letters or numbers on them and so on. Because, you know, like even Daryl's thing had an A on it, but on the back of it, it had a 1. You know, I don't, I don't know. 
Because you see Dwight write down 39 in his little notepad. Mm-hmm. And then he writes some other stuff, too, I believe. See, I think the guy who took his shirt off and got beaten, I think he died. And I think he found out he was 39, went and checked his locker out, and got what it was good out of it. That's what I Because that was kind of the sequence of events in my mind. And so, you know, because he was there, he's getting bread, he sees a guy getting beaten to death, figures out who he is, and then you see him go through his stuff, you know, and you see people staring at it, and it looks like it was a family. You know, like this was the father yeah. of some girls that were sitting there and so on. And, you know, and I think the problem was this is that we're having to guess right now if this is what this was when this could have been exemplified and they could have spent half this episode showing you what the Savior Compound is. And that would have been much more interesting and in learning than watching Daryl go mm, the entire time or, you know, eating dog food sandwiches. That's what bothered me a lot because we just get those those questions. And then let's talk about how Dwight goes after this runner. Okay, or we could not. And, and but let's think about the situation. Why were these walkers on the street? Why was the motorcycle turned off? Now I know we talked about it prior. Are we saying he's trying to be quiet to get by him? Okay, I mean, all he had to do was drive ten more yards and then turn it off. Yeah, I mean, evidently, if you can walk a bike through there, you could. Drive then you it. can drive through it there a heck of a lot quicker without having to worry about one falling on you. Okay, that right there, I was just like, what the, you know, and then. That, you know, they're, they're raining from the sky. You know, where's that in song? Raining men. <laughs> it's raining zombies. And, of course, he has to dive out of the way, and one ends up on top of him, so cliche, and he shoots it. And then the very next scene, you see him pushing a bike with a bent front wheel, and he's got a bad leg and hurt ribs. and everything. Where yeah. did that happen? What did we miss? No, that's, uh, I, mean, I mean, what the... Missing, editing, poor, yeah, all just, bad. And then we just had this guy who's out there struggling in the middle of the street. With one walker. With one walker. I mean, we're at least two or three years of experience with walkers. You can walk around them on Stealth. a wide open street. No, nah, this guy was hiding in a sewer drain. Yes, <laughs> on a main road in Virginia. Okay, well, or Maryland, well, whatever it was. Give me a break. This This is the crap that drives me bonkers. It would have been yeah. much better to see him just walking down the street slow and just, just like he was, depressed, world at the end, shoot me now, all that stuff. Instead, he's over there garbling with a, a walker and, and losing horribly. <laughs> you know, I mean, looks like a limp noodle with this walker. I'm, I'm just like, this entire scene is a complete waste. And then he gets on his knees. And, and failure. Yeah. yeah. And just like, you, there's nothing to go back for. There's nothing, da 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 and the whole nine yards. And then for him to get up, I knew he was going to shoot him. I, did, I mean, it was just obvious. You know, I just saw that telegraph. And then to shoot him in the back. Oh, brutal. Okay, Not even so, a mercy. I, I, here, here's the big one. Are you ready now? Dick we move. can barely walk. We're holding our ribs. The bike is trashed. Yet we are able to bring this guy all the way back to the compound. As a walker. As a walker. When you're hurt, as a walker. No, 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 no. No, I don't think he brought him back. He was there. He's He's on the fence. I know he was. That's what I'm saying. I think that was a surprise to him. That like these, whatever these people are that hang people on the fence. Like when they took a bucket off his head. He was surprised that that guy was there. No, I don't think there's. I don't think so. For a second, he would have shot him in the head if he was leaving him. 
Ah, uh, man, I'm telling you. I, I, if he would, I'm with Hash, man. I think they shot. I think he shot him in the heart to prove that he brought him back because that was his mission. Yeah, because if he shot him in the head and left him there, then he'd have to explain what happened. Exactly. I think, like you said, like, and that right there, poor either, filming. Exactly. Exactly. This right here. I mean, what were they thinking? They weren't that we would just eat up whatever they threw out yeah, at us. All, you know what this was is is that somebody needs like how can we create a scene where Dwight's by himself with another character to show that he is on the fence and that he is fragile and he still considers leaving and changing things and he's in a turmoil. Oh, I got an idea. Let's let's have zombies rain from the sky and have him you know, meet this guy and get to this situation. Give me a break. And I mean, I was supposed to believe that they're friends and that they have. This this repertoire going back and forth. It was like we did this together. I was like, I, I've already seen Dwight leave. Like, why am I supposed to believe that you two are buddy buddy and that you are part of this running away? Yeah, they're like they were a part of, of a group together before Negan, and then this is them now. Yeah. Um, and that one was able to dap, and the other wasn't. Or and here's, uh, another, here's another oddball bad. situation. If you're a guy and you fleed, you're you're not coming back to the you know to the savior compound stuff like that. Do you walk right down the middle of the highway? Yeah, no. I'm just gonna put that out there. Are you that easy to find when you're one person and you're in a 360 area? Dude, it's all. I mean, I know that. they I know they said well we had somebody give out through the gate and da da da, but I, I mean sorry. I mean I, I mean give me a break. I mean these people are mindless. Well, and this then, writing is just so. How does so somebody, difficult to swallow. How does somebody who was so defeated and was losing to a limp noodle zombie in the middle of nowhere with miles before anything else get out of the compound? How did he escape? I don't know. I, I just... Because, I mean, Daryl... Again, you know, we're just supposed to say okay to how we got to where we are. And none of that makes sense. You know what I mean? I, and I'm going to tell you, I'm, I, you know... They, I, I'm scared to ask for a background of how Negan got started. I'm scared to to find out, because believe it or not, the comic book doesn't really address that. You know, Negan's creation. They talk about it, but like they don't address it. And I wonder if the show is going to show how, because you know, the governor wasn't ever addressed to how he was created, and then we got a season and a half of governor isk, <laughs> you know, and all of him in his hobo days and everything yeah. else. I, man, I don't know, man. This is uh, this is bad. Like, I don't know how the like the you know producers and everybody looked at this and were like, "Yeah, this is good." I didn't watch Talking Dead, but I have a feeling that poor Chris Hardwick had to struggle with this bad boy. I think he did. I mean, I watched a couple minutes, but uh, and then the, the, I, I, you know, I usually I usually like to watch at least for the last five minutes so I can see what the preview is for next week. Another letdown. Still so no. same Rick saying, I'm not it's in control. A, it's the same thing we've seen. Yeah. You know, we keep seeing the same thing. And they like sprinkle in parts of the episodes that you're actually going to see. So I'm not even so sure that we're going to get the, <laughs> the, the, the Alexandria episode. Well, we're going to get Rick and company next episode. There, there's just nowhere else to go besides there. Well, we got the Hilltoppers. Yeah, but nobody's there. You know, that's a uh, is a primary lead character. Well, Jesus is decently lead now. I don't see them giving him his own arc for an episode for a while still. But I can't say having this much Dwight really makes me wish that he was replaced with Merrill. 
Like, if we could somehow just bring one character back and just see him with Negan, I think that would be fantastic. I will say, if you look at if you if you look at the very first season and all the casting that was done in the very first season, all those characters, there was very few, if only maybe one or two, bad choices. Ever since then, we I was never a huge fan of the governor. You know, I thought that was kind of a misfire. I mean, he ended up being okay, but it was just they bleeded it too long. And then think about the new characters that have come in throughout. You know what I mean? I Jeffrey like- D. Morgan has been good, but a lot of the other ones, not I'm just not in, in love with. You know what I mean? They've come on me. They've, they've drawn on me. Now, I mean, I love Chad Coleman. I, I think he was – that was very – I think he was a great one. But I'm very – I'm very <laughs> – very concerned about where they're going like with like Dwight character, you know, and the other characters. I mean, think about it. Do we see any light of the tunnel? I mean, I'm be honest with you. I'm not a fan of Jesus. I think that he does not personify what I expect from the comic book because I'm a comic book reader and the comic book. Jesus is much more, I don't know how to say more masculine in the factor of that. He commands a presence that is so much more, grandeur than what we're getting with what we have now i just don't think that the screen time has been allotted right like i don't think we've gotten enough of jesus to say that personally and we've just gotten way too i don't think dwight was a bad cast i think we've just focused on too much like i mean i said meryl but i mean i could have easily done with simon like why didn't we get a simon heavy episode that's the thing i wish simon was doing all these dwight parts because that would be believable he is menacing he's a good actor I mean, I have like a an idea of him from other shows and movies and stuff like that. You know, oh yeah, it's like I already have an expectation, and he meets him. You know, so it's like to get this new guy who seems, like I said, anytime you get a cowed character like this, and they're like really meek, and they kind of have their head down all the time, I just I I usually just kind of drag through it. And I get bored. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he's supposed to be, I guess he's not supposed to be menacing or anything, but the fact that he's able to, and I'm saying this with quotation marks, hustle this, uh, the Savior's compound is just laughable. And then the fact that he's able to just like toss a dog meat sandwich at Daryl and act like he's above him or anything, I just, I, I don't buy any of it. And I think that's really the problem is we're just allotting screen time to the wrong people. Yeah. Did y'all see, did y'all feel like the whole let the door unlocked was a complete setup? Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, there wasn't much that wasn't telegraphed in this episode, really. Right. Uh, and I didn't care for, unless later on they, it comes back around that Dwight's ex-wife, whatever, the, that chick, is all a part of the setup. Because I don't like the fact that, oh, there she is, of course, sneaking up behind him. Stealth. Super scary that we didn't think it would be her, right? Uh, taps him on the shoulder, of course, and is like, please don't, blah, blah, blah. You'll make it worse. All this stuff, man. It's just super cheesy to me and super predictable. So he goes out there, and of course, they're all waiting on him. And the you got three choices. You work for me on the wall, you work for me on points, or you live a life of luxury, you know, and so on. So, points. That's what I think the 39 is. And that, whatever, that means. The, the higher, like the, the, higher the point, the more value you are? Uh, I think the more screwed you are. I don't know. I don't know. I think if you're, you're a one, Daryl's a one, I guess you're at the bottom of the pole. 
But, I mean, he seems highly valued since he really wants to turn to work for him. Yeah, you know, because when I first saw the 39 thing, I thought it might have been some kind of, like, lottery. And it's like, if you're... Because, remember, I thought this was a separate place, right. not the Savior. So, I was like, okay, so if you come up short on your points production, you know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, you're just yeah, giving right. them 50% or whatever. Um, if you come up short, like, there's a lottery. Hey, we drew 39. So, whoever's 39, you, you know, gets the us. bat or whatever. You know, I don't know. I, I think, don't know for sure. I, I think your point, like, that number is how many points you owe him a week or however long you have. And so, the higher your number, the more unrealistic it is. It's just another it. question where you have no idea. We can speculate no idea. here all day. Don't understand what the walkers on the wall are. I mean, I don't know any of this. I got nothing. All I can figure is, is that, of course, what's not fair is I'm referencing comic book stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, you really think about it. A good wall is one that's peppered with walkers. You know what I mean? Like People are not going to try to invade that or you're going to spend time going through that or so on. You, you know, know what I mean? I understand the whole, like, not necessarily a, a barricade, but it's something you have to navigate, which slows you down. Correct. So you can be shot from a distance or Correct. whatever. Um, so you coming. But it's still. They keep showing this one little tiny section of the wall. We have no scope. We have no idea what this building is, what it looks like, what's the layout. We have no idea how it works, like the inner workings at all. Yeah, so. I wanted more. I will say now, Nicotero, good job. Of the one walker, which they showed him slide up and down the pole five times, by the way. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool special effects showing him go up and down that pole. Now, I mean, that was a pretty cool Oh, very effect. well done. You know, I was I was impressed with that. The walkers were were good, you know, except for the ones raining. Um, <laughs> and I thought that was kind of eh. But, but did you like the one with the spinal cord hanging out, but his legs are moving? Yeah, is that possible? Let's <laughs> well, not even go into walker possibilities. Yeah, we, <laughs> now I do like the one that had the arm that was like just kind of dangling. I thought that was, that was awesome. pretty cool. Yeah, the ones that were like reaching for him were really cool. But I saw that one with the spinal cord snapped in half and. The spine was kind of hanging out, his legs. and I was like, "But his legs are moving." <laughs> yeah, there's nothing even attached to his legs anymore. <laughs> yeah, the, even if your brain did reactivate, there's nothing turning those legs moving. Nope, I'm sorry. Uh, and going back to that whole deal is why were they all glued to the ground? And then there was this one like melted spot on the, uh, with the what was a walker at some point. Yeah, I'm just. I think somebody bust the yoke, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I mean, Bastards. Because um, these, these walkers look like other walkers had been at them. Yeah. You know, like that one has like his whole side yeah. made out and stuff. Now, All right, I'm going to get to the end because I'm done bashing is, you know, it gets him into the room. And he basically puts the question to him. And, of course, he gives him the whole synopsis of how he's cool with Daryl. I mean, not Daryl, but with Dwight because he took his super hot wife, which I thought the line, the writing was super cheeseball. Um, and then he asked him his name. Of course, we talked about that. And then he goes back to his his cell with his picture of, you know, half his head friend, Glenn, and he breaks down. And his one line that he carries is, is that I know why you did it, so you ought to know why I why I can't do it. You know, you're do for who you're doing it for. Now, are we to assume that Dwight is saying that that Dwight can't do it because of his ex-wife, and he can't do it because of the person he lost or the people he might lose, or how do we associate what he's trying to say there? 
I look at it as if he does say, I'm Negan, then Negan's going to make him prove himself by either hurting or killing one of the people that are left in his group. And he knows that. And there's just no way that he would be able to do it. See, I got out of it is it's because he killed Glenn and his guilt for that, that he would never turn. Because that's like turning on what... Because he, he already got Glenn killed. By doing that, it's like disgracing the person he cost his life. Yeah, I think he would rather die still fighting than... Turn on, turn into the people who killed his you yeah, know, one of his turn, closest friends, and then have to show his face to Maggie or something. You know exactly. I, mean? I don't think he has a problem turning personally. I think it's just more of he doesn't want he couldn't hurt Maggie or anything. Claim, <laughs> claim, yeah, claim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think this episode was supposed to show us him taking responsibility and feeling ultimately guilty about what happened, but I didn't get that message. Yeah, I, it didn't show that to me at all until the very end. Yeah, and even then, it was just... We got different viewpoints out of it. Like. Exactly. It's a it's a jumbled mess of what... You, are you sure? You know, or is he just tired of that amazing 80s music, you know? I mean... I don't know how you could be tired oh. of it. <laughs> I'm tired of it. <laughs> so, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was a mixed bag. I don't... You know, nothing was a clear direction or answer brought from the episode. And these 37 commercial breaks... Because, you know, of course, they throw this on us in the last second that we're going to have a 90-minute episode next week. I think they cut out a lot of this episode that we were supposed to see and added it to next week. So it was a one Daryl episode. That's why we got extra commercials and everything. I mean... Sadly, that makes sense. And uh, I really hope that you're not right. Because that's going to completely interrupt the flow of next week's episode. Well, if the coming up on Walking Dead thing can be believed this time, we might actually get Rick and company. Uh, yeah, well, I think we will. Scene or that's the thing. 90 minute episode means we're going to get some massively long burial scene. Some extremely hey, I'm gonna tell long. You, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now that I am strongly considering that we don't actually see a burial, that we might get a walk by grave site or a, or like a Maggie sitting next to a gravestone, but not like the actual, Oh, you know, whole, if I don't see you digging. You know, are you kidding me? If I'm I don't serious. See you digging, I mean, I mean, you're telling me they the, can take two minutes out of my life to show a picnic scene with people that aren't even possible to be alive. You got Morgan's wife at the table for some damn reason, and you're gonna tell me I'm not gonna get a burial scene? I don't believe. From the main person who dug every grave, Glenn is the main digger, and so if we don't see someone <laughs> digging for Glenn, I'm done. Oh. oh my god! Oh, when he's Will Ferrell going, my boy Blue, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you just get that music playing in the background. Start him, start singing. You know. Jeez, man. I mean, Real I don't know, sure. man. Dude, I'm... I guarantees. Maybe not guaranteed, Barry, with the scene, but we're gonna get guaranteed long, just shots of people's face without any dialogue, just yeah. in mourning. And in contemplation of what has happened. Yeah. So like we're gonna people get, trying to figure out where they are now. You know, you can add the minutes. I bet we had 10 minutes of silent gazing <laughs> at empty faces. Oh, yeah. And then Hyundai driving through. Yes. <laughs> I, I, a thousand percent that we'll get just staring at Maggie on the gravesite, staring at Sasha and uh, yeah, Rosita separately, you know, and at how they're other. handling their morning. And then we're going to look at Rick. Oh, yeah. We're going to go character to character. 
And we're going to see Carl holding the damn baby. Baby ass kicker. And we're going to see Michonne. Just, I don't know. And Eugene. Brooding. In the fetal position somewhere. <laughs> Eugene. <laughs> just plugging his ass with something. Yeah. I, I know I, it. Man, I mean, I'm serious. The entire first part of this, before the first credit sequence, is going to be... I don't know. I know you, you know, I know they're going to have the whole town hall meeting because you see it in one of the previews. You know, well, we where, don't know that we're going to see it. But well, you see him say point. it. We'll see it. It, it, it. He's going to have the classic line because we've heard it three times in a row is that I'm not in charge and Negan's in charge, you know. And where they go from here, you know. It's going to be a nothing but internal turmoil about what do we do next, you know. And that's what the over half of the next episode is going to be is that what do we do, what do we do, how do we do, and what are we supposed to believe from each person, and how does it go from there? And I don't know. I really don't know. One thing I wanted to ask you last week, but you weren't here, was about this: uh, the pigs eating zombies. Like, does the zombie meat affect us, or you know, is that given too much away? To me, I think it was like it was a. I thought Terminus taught us a little of this. Yeah, I, I think the whole deal is is that. You're already infected. You can't get more infected. It's, but I mean, eating yeah, the well, it's that. Late. But like, you, if you're cooking it, you know, I think there's that part of it too. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think you turn because you get bit, or you get you have a a wound that has that infection in it, or mm-hmm. you know that creates the fever. I'm with you. I think the whole deal is, is yeah, they're letting them eat zombies in an, in an attempt. You hope that it kills some of them and causes problems over there. And very well could be. We just don't know it. You know what I mean? Because we didn't, that group of people who picked up pigs, we did not see any of those people when we, in this episode. No. You know, so there was no, there was no connection there. For all we know, that little savior group, this was something I kind of thought about as well, is that, you know, the saviors have satellite locations, hence the satellite place that Rick destroyed. What's to say that group that's hitting Ezekiel is just a satellite hub somewhere else? And that little group is, you know, is doing that. And that's the reason those pigs are not being seen or eaten or at the main compound or whatever. That could be, for all we know, people are dying over there and the pigs are doing their job. But it's just another answered question, you know. I got to plausible. Negan wants his bacon. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Uh, I just I'm trying to come up with all plausibility. I mean, I know exactly what it is. I mean, I think it's actually really smart. If you have to give them something, give them something they can't tell them. You know, it's disgusting. They you know are possibly infecting them or killing them. I mean, I think it's genius because I mean, at worst, you know, you're just getting the. I know you're eating walkers. Yeah, you know, you get to hold your head. How's high. That, how was that bacon tasting, man? <laughs> you know, I it's mean, like the old toothbrush up the butt thing from uh, you know, horrible I'm just, bosses. I mean, why not coat it in poison, you know? You know, right before you slaughter them, make them dump motor oil in or something. Who knows? I mean, you could do you could do some, make it where, to be honest with you, you know, put antifreeze in all them jokers. You know, if you're going to slaughter them and then you have that, maybe something that, maybe it doesn't affect, you know? Who knows? You know, I don't know. I, I would be creative, you know? But that's just me. Nah, I don't know. You know? Yeah, that they, they just have to make it where it's not something they could tie back to them. Yeah. So. But True that. Who knows? Let's get off of this stupid show right now. <sighs> it's not a stupid show. It's just a bad episode. I know. I hate it. I like this show. It just drives me crazy that they don't meet their potential 90% of the time. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate last two episodes. There's no doubt. Um, yeah. If you haven't turned us off already because of the <laughs> bash fest, we've had a lot of this. You know, Gosh, I hate to say we did, but 
we always enjoy feedback, guys. You know, last week I wasn't here, and the two guys really chainsawed King Ezekiel and everything, and we got some feedback from it, and we we appreciate it. So if you've got some thoughts or comments or completely disagree and thought that Daryl really kicked ass and made an amazing, unbelievable, Oscar-worthy performance, please let us know. Um, and there, you know, and we'll chat about it and we'll probably completely disagree, but I'm, I'm always open for it. Uh, but other than that, guys, we're just going to call it a night and look forward to next week, hoping that the 90 minute next episode is a lot more thrilling. Uh, but this is bleed TV and I'm Zach. I'm Jake and I'm easy street. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. Oh,